Okay, guys, welcome to episode three of the ATP Fitness Podcast. Uh, so we're really happy how it's going. We're getting great feedback from everybody, so we thank you again. Uh, today's episode, we're going to cover exercise, training, and movement. So what we're going to discuss are the benefits of exercise, and we're going to dispel some myths. And hopefully by the end of the episode, you can understand a little bit more about what you need to do uh, just to get moving a bit more and to be healthier. So a lot of people are quite confused, I suppose, as they what they think they need to do when it comes to exercising or even when it comes to losing weight, what type of exercise they have to do to, to lose weight. There are massive benefits to training and regular exercise and just moving in general. And we're going to talk through a few of them and from from that then we're going to kind of discuss kind of some ideas you might think that uh you have to do but you realizing you don't actually have to and doing something you enjoy that you can do for a longer period is what really is the key so keen is going to talk through some of the benefits uh hey guys so uh instead of just tearing through uh all the benefits of exercise we just go through them one by one there and elaborate on on some of them so uh in no particular order um first one if here is get stronger and build muscle uh, so, massive benefit uh, to training is um, over over time uh, you you get stronger and if you apply a progressive overload, which is like the incre- gradual uh, increase um, of stress on our bodies over a period of time, you 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 build muscle as well. Um, so, one of the big uh, myths that we'd like to dispel straight away is that of women getting uh, muscly or big and bulky from from lifting weights, which we hear a lot of, uh, especially when women join up at first as big fear that they have um, that straight away they're saying, I don't want to get too big and bulky now. Um, so you just going to dispel that one there for you. I think <laughs> like from especially we came from a gym where it was predominantly women uh, yeah. and every day, especially to start for careers, it was just coming in saying, I want to join the gym, I want to get fitter. And but I don't want to get big and muscly. No, I think we're at a stage now in this time, 2019, that a lot more people are educated and understand that it's really hard to gain muscle. I think if it was that easy to gain muscle, myself and Keen would be absolutely huge. <laughs> uh, so it takes time, and for women, it's a lot harder to put on lean muscle mass than it is men. Okay, unfortunately, okay, it comes down to like testosterone levels mainly. So women have lower testosterone levels than men, and when you start resistance training, if you're new to resistance training. You're not going to gain massive amounts of muscle if you're if you're a female. Uh, so thinking that you're going to come in, join a gym, and do your one or two training sessions per week is going to give you massive shoulders or massive legs. It really isn't the case, and it shouldn't be a case of I'm not going to do that in case I get big. Uh, because it's so hard and yep. the benefits outweigh what you think might yeah, happen. Yeah, because that's, that's not to say that you're not going to get stronger. You will, you will get stronger, you're just not going to get huge. <laughs> I think the big thing it. people kind of... The most famous word I think anybody that knows us and me is that like you know the whole lose weight tone up that word tone up really frustrates me because I think people don't understand what tone up actually means. So toning up means building some lean muscle mass and then reducing your body fat enough to be able to see that lean muscle mass. So what tends to happen some people when you're training them is that they they do kind of stick to a plan and they're they're training really well and they're eating well and next thing their body fat starts reducing and it's happened before people are like oh Ian my arms are getting big I'm like. No, they're not. They're getting smaller. You can just now see the definition of your shoulder or your, or your bicep. And like, no, no, they're getting big. All right, let's go in and do a measurement. And you go in and do a measurement. Oh, you're down an inch. So you've actually gotten smaller. But this, this is what, what toning up is, is being able to see the definition of your muscle a little more by dropping body fat. That's actually a really like, common misconception that like uh, people have. So you could take two um, arms or two, two legs, the exact same uh, diameter. But the one that has like less body fat will look bigger. So even though they're exact same diameter, the one um, 
that is like leaner looks bigger 100% and that's like resistance training is absolutely vital to for, for that side of things if you, if you want to create some lean muscle mass you want to feel stronger in yourself you want to you know, have better bone density like the benefits of resistance training is important but it's understand that just regular resistance training is enough let's t- let's speak about the clients that we're talking to our regular clients okay we're not speaking to the bodybuilders here. We're speaking to people who just want to be a little healthier or maybe want to lose a bit of weight. If you're doing resistance training once or twice a week, then you're going to see huge, huge benefits. Okay, The benefits are not just that you're going to you feel better. It's going to be that you're going to have better muscle mass. You're going to have better bone density. You're going to feel physically stronger. You're going to be able to do more. I think one of our clients, Gary, there, you know, he's 60, 60 I think. 60 and odd, yeah. Teacher all his life, and he came into ATP a couple of years ago, and has consistently trained with his wife, who's another amazing woman. We'll touch on in a few in a few minutes. But Gary came in with knee pain, uh, kind of bitch, you know, never done resistance training in his life really. Uh, was always involved in GA. Started doing resistance training, quite hesitant to, at the beginning, I think, but then really came into his own and has consistently trained two or three times a week for the last two years. Gary knows the fact he's retired is probably walking more uh, than he ever has physically when he's doing a lot of work in regards like landscaping and that kind of stuff. And all he ever says is, Ian, I can climb a ladder really comfortably. I can outwalk nearly my son at this stage uh, without having to stop. Like that, that is what it's about. Yeah, he actually said to me only during the week that he's the strongest he's ever been. So instead of turning 60 and having this attitude of, I'm after getting a bit older, I'm carrying a few injuries, I can't train or I can't do anything he's now turned around and became like the strongest and most well-able person himself that he's ever been. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable to see. So I think we'll kind of go to that where the age side of things uh, can be an excuse for some people. I think we can we can fairly say that that's not, yeah, a, not an excuse. We have lots of clients in their, well into their 60s, we have a few in their 70s. So you can't use age as an excuse. Yeah, yeah like Breed is just an amazing woman. Like she, she is probably I think, one of the exceptions. But like Breed is 63, I think, uh, sorry for drunk, but uh, <laughs> she is a powerlifter, holds national records, world records, uh, only started resistance training probably about eight, nine years ago, and has just, that's given her, fun. she's always a competitive woman, but that gave her something to really kind of focus on, and she's done, she's excelled in it and absolutely loved it, but she didn't use that she's 60, that she can't train. Now, I'm not saying every 60-year-old needs to become a powerlifter, we have couples in their, in their late 50s, early 60s, who are just training just for better health. So don't think uh, that you age is a barrier. It's really not. It's about you adapting to what you can do. And that's the fear. If you join a gym on your own or if you go to a personal trainer who's an, an idiot, then they might just think, they might pummel you and think you have to be as sore as possible to have a good session. When that's really not the case. If you're carrying injuries or you have niggles over the years and you're 50 or 60, it needs to be gentle at the beginning and kind of bring you in you know slowly to what you can do and then gradually progress from that's there that's another uh, myth we need to bust there as well that you need to be like leave every session like nearly half crippled and wake up like three days later not able to to, to move I mean um, like that carries very little benefit to it like you need to live the rest of your life without being I sore think a, a big thing for that with people is that some people, a lot of people do believe that if you're not absolutely in bits the next day, it wasn't a good session. And people have said it to us that, like, you know, should I be that? Should I be more sore after a session? And the answer is no. And the reasons behind it is that when you do something new for the first time, so when beginners start off or if you haven't trained before, once you start training, your body is screaming on what the hell is happening here? We weren't doing this before. Has to try and adapt to this new thing, this new stressor. So then it's kind of walking hard to the next day you wake up and you're in bits. If you do the same type of training, same type of session for a couple of weeks, your body adapts and you're not as sore. But let's say you change what you're doing, 
then straight away that soreness is going to come back on. Does that mean you've had a better session? Not necessarily. It just means your body has to adapt to a new stressor. So don't be thinking you have to be in bits or really sore the next day for that to be a good session. Like yeah, I think it's just a common misconception. Really, like we like can it. account for this adaptability just recently both of us is that like Keen decided yesterday what did you do yesterday Could yeah so norm, normally I'll, I'll, I'll squat barbell squat with like a like, you know relatively heavyweight on my back that it wouldn't be sore after but I said I'd leave the squats off for a week and just do bodyweight lunges uh, in 1,000 <laughs> lunges 1,000 <laughs> so, 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 I said it a uh, challenge that's not so normal could do it, like, no it's not normal but I, I said I'd give it a go anyway and as a result my legs are in absolute bits <laughs> does that mean that was a better session than the squats no it doesn't it just means it's a different session and your body has to different adapt different session that like my body hasn't yet adapted to if yeah. I did the same thing next week I wouldn't be sore 100% and then when, when he does it next week it, again it doesn't mean it's less uh, less of a session still a good session the same for me I think like you know I'm after getting some weird buzz to go back running for some strange reason uh, but decided to sign up to a run in a few weeks so I went for my first run in I don't know how long last night uh, it was 5k and my legs are absolutely in bits today from it again I train I do spinning quite a lot you know my legs are working but then this new thing that I have to adapt to like my, my calves are in absolute agony at the moment <laughs> so all it means is that like your body has to adapt to this new process so don't think you have to be in bits every single session okay yeah. especially just going back to the progressive overload again and it's like how we train uh, many of our clients inside and you, you notice in the books that like you know we're tracking the exercises that you're doing the weights that you're lifting the reps and sets that you're doing um that's that's because like so we can look back week on week and as you're getting stronger we can either increase the reps uh, a little bit or increase the weight the weight a little bit and that's as your body adapts to 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 that weight or to that exercise so like and it, it's not just it's just weight it could be like the reps the sets the rest time the intensity the frequency of your training so you're just like constantly increasing that stimulus uh which then makes your body like adapted to that's the, a great the point to get across is that a lot of people think it is just add more weight yeah. it really isn't the case you could slow down the tempo of the exercise remember your goal is to when you when you're trying to build muscle when you're trying to do resistance training your goal is to stress the muscle you're going to you're literally ripping your muscle fibers and you're getting them to repair and then to repair stronger okay that's what happens so you can do that in many different ways it doesn't have to just be more weight you can even just change, like reducing your brakes would make it harder as well like you absolutely know? are as you say like tempo um and increase increasing reps i think what a lot of people don't know as well when it comes to resistance training is if you say start off with like say doing a chest press day one and then you the, your second or third session you're doing chest press and it's exercise five or six that's going to make you're not going to lift the same yeah. because you, you're fresh on exercise one whereas, not, whereas people can get frustrated thinking I'm after getting weaker it's like no you haven't it's just it's like you've already used some chest and try just after tiring out uh, and those, those muscles because like, yeah. I've seen clients get frustrated thinking they're not as strong as they were uh, so yeah, yeah when it comes to resistance training I just under, understand that it, it takes time it's not yeah. fast it's a process so yeah. like you know uh, progressive overload getting stronger like you put the time in you have to be consistent um, so like you know just doing the odd session here and there isn't going to cut it when yeah. it comes to to, to build really a muscle, yeah, yeah you need consistency. Like, patience yeah. is something that nobody has in this day and age. Again, uh, going back to the instant gratification, <laughs> everyone wants it now. Yeah, yeah, whereas like my people, myself and Keen, look, we consider ourselves in okay shape, and uh, we have we have muscle, but that's come from we walked out there, we got a freak kind of walking out there. We, I've been training consistently, bare a couple of injuries, fourteen years. 
yeah. resistance training 14 years that's a yeah. long time I've probably missed a couple of weeks here and there and probably 12 or 13 yeah. years and maybe that's, that's why a few weeks out at most yeah so don't, don't be looking at somebody who's been training for 10 years if you're training for 6 months or if you're new or you're training for a year don't look at someone who's been training 10 years and think why aren't I there I'm doing the same exercises as them I'm walking in just as hell as them I'm eating just as well as them it's it's time that, that's a good point because a lot of the comments we get in the gym is like wow look at what she's doing over there or oh my god how is she lifting that but they don't understand how much time and effort has gone into being able to do that there was a great quote uh, I don't know how to hear it but it was like the comparison is the thief of joy and I think it's a really good quote so like when you start comparing yourself to other people straight away you're stealing yourself of a chance of joy like so you're looking at somebody going that person is better than me this goes outside the realm of the gym and stuff but just from the gym alone as you said you could look at someone who's in really good shape but you don't know their backstory you don't know that they're they, they know about nutrition they know how to train they've been training consistently for two three four five years like you're just looking at them going why can't i be them you, like look at your look at yourself and see where you were three months ago six months ago yeah, compete against yourself That's, as opposed yeah. to looking around the gym and look at what, looking at what everyone else is doing it has to be the best competition we often hear people like pushing the sled and like oh my god she's amazing look, look at the weight she's pushing <laughs> and it's one of them there like she's massive weight pushing 190 kilos yeah. 7am on a Monday yeah. morning <laughs> but like people looking at her going oh my god she's amazing but Anne trains consistently she does that every single Monday yeah. morning week in week out consistently so don't think because you're pushing session. 40 that's any less that 40 to you if it's your very first time is 160 180 to Anne do you get me so that's it's important to not compare yourself to that person compare yourself to you and to where you were three months ago six months ago one year ago and that that then you can start going okay I have progressed you know yeah massive so um, that's uh, that cover is getting stronger and building muscle we move on so uh, yeah <laughs> uh, next one getting fitter increasing cardiovascular fitness um, so like I suppose big myth here is like you have to do cardio to lose weight uh, no, you don't. When it comes to losing weight, uh, it comes down to, as we spoke about the last uh, last day when we cover nutrition, is um, calorie deficit and uh, your energy balance. So if you're someone who enjoys doing cardio, that's like fantastic. Like make sure that you're, that you're doing cardio, whether it's running, walking, spinning, cycling, whatever it is that you enjoy. Uh, but don't feel that you have to do it. Like I definitely think the benefits of cardio are huge and... Like just just from a pure health point of view, your heart, your lungs, everything everything functions way better when you're doing more cardio. Okay, but the reason people go pounding the pavements, uh, and again, I'm glad I went back running because people always think of something against running when I talk about it. I don't. Want it. It's really good for you, but from a joint point of view, like if you have bad ankles, bad knees, bad hips, okay, is running on the road really good for you? Probably not, okay. Yes, you might feel better for getting out on the road, but it's probably, you look at something else, cycling, you know, swimming, some, you can still walk cardiovascularly, but yeah, just, take a, take a low impact Yeah, exercise. don't think you have to go running. There was a client of ours, I won't name him, she'll kill me, but like there was a client of ours who was running consistently, he used to come in going, Ian, I hate running, I hate running. I'm like, stop running, like stop. <laughs> and what, what was her reason for running? Because she felt t- to lose weight and, okay. and, and to be fitter, she had to go running on the roads and now she's doing classes in PT and she's quite happy getting her cardio in that way so So it's it's definitely a point that we want to get across like so like when it comes to losing weight again all that's going to matter is the the energy balance not necessarily the the exercise so like the, the type of cardio Best cardio for fat loss. Why would you say this? <laughs> <laughs> there is none. This <laughs> is the exactly, point. There yeah. is none. Uh, there, there, but we've, we've questions we've heard again. Okay, what, what what class is best for you know toning my stomach? Or like we have to we have to be 
abrasive when we're speaking here now because it's very you need to understand by listening to us now that there is none there is no best exercise okay because what exercise will do for you cardio exercise is going to burn calories is high intensity training better than doing a spinning class it depends what your goal is like if you look at training solely from improving your cardio point of view is what you should be doing for when you look at cardio training so i want to get cardiovascular fitter uh, that's the main reason we do it so if you want to get high intensity fitter than the hit class would be better if you want to get a bit more endurance maybe spinning might be a little bit better if you want to go running go running but just decide what you want from it if you do I think a mix of the two is a really good one if you do low intensity cardio and high intensity cardio a mix of the two is really good but again if you have joint problems yeah. doing a hit class probably isn't a good idea so as you say like if you have a goal of getting more cardiovascularly fit then obviously you need to, you need to do cardio but yeah. if your goal is like burning fat losing weight then like, you know, you can train seven days a week. You can go running seven days a week. But, like, if you're not in a calorie deficit, you're not going to lose weight. It's, it's a huge one that people will try to out-train the diet, you know. Uh, you can't out-train a bad diet. And that, that, that's a saying, but it's it's there for a reason, is that no matter how many classes you do, okay, you're going to create an expenditure. Uh, but if your food, oh, 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 like, if there's more food than going in than you were expending over your week, then you're not going to lose weight, no matter how hard you work in the class. Like it's not, it just comes down to that balance, you know. But like, like decide what type of cardio you like. Cardio can be, if you don't walk, cardio is you going out walking for 10 minutes a day. Like that's that's the thing. I, I always question for someone who says they, they can't, they don't have time or they can't move. I'm like, can you walk 10 or 15 minutes every single day? You know, get out and just walk 10 and come back again. Because what will happen is when you do it for 10 or 15 minutes, You'll end up being out and going, I'm out anyway, so I'll just keep walking. Yeah. You'll end up doing half an hour or 40 minutes. But if you commit, if you make that small mini commitment, and you can do that in a lot of areas, make but that small it mini could commitment. be something as small as like taking the stairs as opposed to like the escalator. Yeah, like or the elevator. Ask yeah. yourself, why am I, like coming here a while ago, I said to you, I was outside the lift on the top floor of the car park, and I was like, right, hold on, take stairs here. I had to <laughs> make that conscious decision to take the stairs. You know, why, why, why are we trying to be as lazy as possible? You know, we should be trying to move as much as possible. But like, try and increase your cardio fitness, but f- do it through an exercise that you enjoy. Yeah, you don't, so don't don't do anything that you hate. Do yeah, you, because what what will happen is you'll end up just continue to hate it, and then you'll be like, no, this is not for me. Uh, and it could even be like you, you've tried exercise, didn't work for you, or it wasn't for you, but you've tried one part of exercise. For, you know, so it's important to find one you enjoy. If that's running, go running. If it's cycling, go cycling. If it's whatever it is, if it's a class, do a class. But find what you like doing and do that. If you hate something, then stop doing it. Yeah, I think I think like you know, the point we're trying to get across here is like you know, if you enjoy doing cardio, make sure make make sure that um that you're doing it like finding whatever type of exercise that that you enjoy. But like, don't feel or think that it's the answer to weight loss. No, at all. Yeah. Um. So moving on, uh, it's fantastic for your mindset and uh, helping you uh, adhere to, to your plan and reach your goals. Yeah, I think that's the biggest one that people need to latch onto. Mm. Uh, I think from asking clients and speaking to clients, surprisingly but happily, it has been, it's for my head, Ian. Uh, I'm like, why are you training? What are you doing? You know, because you know me, I'm very kind of goal-oriented, telling people, you know, you have to have a goal, you have to decide. But if someone says to me that... If someone says to me they need they're doing it just for their head they're coming in they just want to train and it really helps clear their head de-stresses them when they train they have a better day the people around them have a better day their family have a better day like 
what it does, it puts you into a good place. No matter how bad you feel. Yeah, you're never going to feel worse after. Never. <laughs> like, ever. I've not I've yet seen somebody who's come in. And, oh, you kind of get a feeling at this stage. I think we have a kind of sixth sense when someone comes in if they're a bit pissed off or mm. just not in good form. And you're just like, right, we're just going to we're just going to smash it. We're just going to train hard. Uh, some people want to talk about it. Some people don't want to speak at all. And you're just like, right, we're just going to train. And after the session, it only happened the other night. I was like, how are you feeling now after the session? Oh, way better. You will feel better. So it's important to just get there and do it. Like, you know, as bad as you might feel, you're not up to it. I'm not going to leave it off today. That 20, 30 minutes will make a massive difference. Well, well I don't think I've ever seen someone like, you know, leaving a session feeling worse. Yeah. We, we definitely, on a daily basis, see people f- feeling like a lot happier walking out the door yeah. as they did when they came in. What it does for you as well is, we spoke about this, is that it puts you in a place where you make better decisions. So if you're exercising regularly, like two or three times a week, then your your food tends to be better, you know, so... Your mindset towards eating changes completely. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm in here, I'm training, I'm kind of breaking my balls, so I'm going to eat a little better to help that. Whereas yes. when you're not training, people tend to throw the toys out of the pram when they're not training. It's like, I'm not training, so, so I can eat what I want. And it it should be the complete opposite to that, just for people listening. If you're not training, your food needs to be even better. Because you're burning less calories. Than when you are yeah. training. So, like, that's it's something to consider. If you can't train, and I, I find it very hard. I said, obviously, at Key, and people are going to probably hate us in a couple of years because of the way we speak sometimes to people. But if you can't or don't have time for training, get out walking every single day. Do a 30, 40-minute walk every single day. Are you telling me you cannot walk every single day? You can so before you sit down on Netflix or sit down on your phone, get out for 30 minutes. That That's your exercise. Don't think, I can't join a gym because I have this this reason or that reason. It doesn't have to be a gym. You can do exercise is getting out walking. Then you just walk a little bit faster. Do you know, and that's how you that's how you progressive overload even in walking. Do you get me? So yeah. just find a way, something that you can do instead of looking at things you can't do. And what we've often said, actually, um, the clients who might be like training, find the time to train five or six times a week which is a massive amount, yeah. amount of training exercise, who aren't losing weight yet have a weight loss goal. Like, okay, take out one of those sessions, so you're probably saving an hour and a half by not having to travel back and forth to the gym and train, and just put it into your nutrition side of things, maybe prep prep, prep, prep your food. Yeah, that's and a great that's, tip. That's going to make a much bigger difference than one session. That's understanding that, you know, again, come back to nutrition things, that mm. nutrition is the most important if your goal is weight loss. So, like, you might think that that, oh, that 30, 40 minute session is more important. We're telling you no. If your nutrition becomes better because of that hour you took, hour and a half you took by preparing your food or understanding what you're going to have to eat, then you're going to get more benefits that way. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, leading us on to uh, exercise training, burns calories, aids in weight loss, provided uh, your nutrition is on point and that you're in a calorie deficit. So, I think with that one, it's something... Biggest thing here is that we we have to understand what we can control, okay? So this is where we go back to like controlling what we eat. You can kind of have a pretty idea of what you are eating, okay? When we're controlling what we're expending, so how much energy we're expending, so let's just say through exercise here, we never really know. You never truly know how many calories you're burning from a, from a session. For Even if you're wearing a smartwatch. <laughs> yeah. Forget about those watches. Yeah. It's As bo- in, bonus calories, basically. Yeah. Those yeah. watches are for like you know steps that's it really yeah I suppose the, the biggest mistake we feel people make here is they look at the amount of calories that they burnt on their watch and then they just eat them back in yeah which is don't just, do that yeah 
So, and like, yes, you have burned calories in your session, 100%. That run, I keep talking about, I went for a run last night, in case anyone didn't know. But <laughs> uh, that run, I used my watch again. They said, instead of burned 457 calories. I didn't. Like, I didn't. Because I know, just, bit, like, there's nothing to science how calories are burned. Okay, but, but basically, I wasn't out of breath that much when I was running. So that, that, that shows me I didn't expend as much energy than, than you normally do because it kind of comes down to that side of things. So if you went into a session and it tells you you burned 350 calories, just use that session as a bonus to your calorie deficit if your goal is weight loss. Yeah, you great, know, yeah. don't don't think I but this my watch taught me my watch doesn't uh, physiologically so don't think that knows exactly how many calories you burnt it didn't it might be an, an estimate it might be way up or way down it doesn't matter just use your if you're training two trainings a week don't be thinking you deserve 600 an extra 600 900 calories yeah, because le- of that. Le- leave the mode of uh, like if you're inputting your exercise into like you know let's say an app or fitness pad or something like that like just le- leave it off like, yeah as you say like just consider them bonus calories exactly worst case scenario is that you're in a bigger deficit that's it and it's so only like if you're a general population and train a couple times a week this is different if you're an endurance athlete or someone who's training for performance you have to definitely counteract for that but it w- this is for most people who listen to this will be general population and trying to just be healthier and lose a bit of weight so just understand the trackers are miles off okay use it they're really really good in my opinion for steps okay use it for that but besides that don't be using it for much more okay it's it's the calories burnt in exercise are yes you do but it's more important to understand that those calories are we class them as bonus calories more than anything else yeah um just going back onto the uh the, the the mindset there again and how like exercise kind of like mindset towards training uh, one that we kind of hear all the time um, with clients inside is like you know well I'm, I'm training so what's the point in kind of ruining it now with, 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 with my food and that so um, like a big a big one there is um, making sure that you're um, getting in your few sessions a week but like staying on top of your food as well so like you know don't over emphasize the importance of the exercise over the nutrition but like vice versa to make sure that you have both of them uh, working together yeah yeah it's very important to understand as well who again keep saying who 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 our audience is uh we're not speaking to bodybuilders or you know people at extreme low body fat levels like you don't have to be too concerned about the angle of your your lateral raise or your, your rear delt like that's not an issue when it comes it's just looking at big compound exercise big exercises that get the most bang for your buck uh, when you're training as long as you're sa- training safely and correctly happy days like do the exercises yeah. you enjoy that's get the, most the basics important. right there's a reason why we like you know keep going back to some of the same exercises you know whether it's the squats the deadlifts the, the, the different variations the lunges like they're, they're the exercises that like as you say you're getting your most bang for your buck there's a reason those exercises have lasted you know the years they've lasted like you mm-hmm. know so it's important to just to, to really get through the idea that when it comes down to like what what type of exercise you're doing, uh, like unless you're, I said, you know, a competitive person, then you don't really need to be super technical. It's about getting your muscles working as much as you can, really. Yeah, so I think something to touch on there is spot reducing body fat. Uh, so well, pr- probably probably the most one of the most frustrating things that we get asked as asked a trainer when we, I suppose, one of our questions that we ask everyone at the start of the question is like anything that you'd like to do today and then you hear a response like can we just work my tummy yeah <laughs> or, it's, or it's like uh, my bingo wings I'd like to get rid of those uh, and it, we, you probably genuinely think you can just do work for your triceps to back your arms or what they call them bingo, bingo wings or you can just do core work and it's a case of it's going to incinerate the fat it really really isn't the case 
it's so important to understand we cannot spot reduce where the fat comes from. You have to get your body to utilize the fat as energy, which is by creating a deficit. And by doing that, then it'll start pulling fat from the cells around in different areas of your body. For people to understand as well that they're not in control of like, you know, where the body fat's coming off. At all. The study shows it was literally the tiniest of tiniest amounts of like, you know, focusing on a specific area that really helped that helped utilize fat oxidization. But it was literally min- minuscule. So don't think in you doing 100 sit-ups a day is going to get rid of your fat. It's not. You're not burning belly fat. You just have sore abs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, And the co- I say it in one of my classes all the time, core work is really, really useful and beneficial, but do it for the right reasons. It's to strengthen your core, your lower back, your midsection. It's to strengthen there. And that alone, it is not to give you a flat stomach. All right? So you cannot spot reduce. It really is a case of just take doing it over time and eventually... And it's always the more stubborn areas that'll be the last. So I remember for me when I was com- competing, it was always my abs would be the, like, the very last part to come out. But like, it doesn't matter. if you, So for you, whatever it is, that's probably going to be the last place you're going to see it come from. There's nothing you can do about that. So it's about accepting that and staying patient and consistent. I think I think touching on that's like an important um, thing uh, to get across as well is like if, if people have like a certain body part that like they're unhappy with, um, yeah, like you know, and they're losing weight and they're dropping body fat, but it's not. Doesn't seem to be like coming off there that area. Uh, whether it's your like you say, like you know, triceps or uh, tummy, as 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 quickly as they'd like. You know, there'll there'll come a point where they'll need to make a decision because like to drop your body fat to like let's say a, a lower place to see see the difference there. Like you know, that could have a massive impact on their lifestyle. And, and their their overall happiness as opposed to just like you know like how badly do you want like yeah. a flat flatter stomach uh, if it like massively neg- negatively affects the rest of your life I think we've had this conversation a few times it's a case of like weighing up your options I've said to a couple of clients before uh, that you might be exactly perfectly happy with your body right now okay but you're happy enough with the balance you have that it's not it's not it's not enough for you to ch- do what you need to do to change and that might be a bit people might be saying you know a bit controversial but i believe that is that like if you're looking at yourself and you're like yeah okay i'm not happy i want to be leaner i want to lose some weight okay so if you if you know know from a coach telling you of one of us telling you that this is what you need to do to lose weight so you need to tidy up the diet you need to maybe reduce the alcohol a little bit this is what you need to do and you decide not to do that you have to ask yourself why you're deciding not to do that so like is like i'm not saying you're happy where you're at but you're enjoying the balance of life that you have at the moment. And so that's your, your lifestyle at that point in time is more important, which is okay. Yeah. And but like, I important. suppose the, the point I'm trying to make is like, don't be frustrated then with yourself yeah. when you're not seeing and getting the results that it's you want. It's owning that decision that like, if you know what you need to do, uh, you can make a decision then whether you want to do it or not. And it's uh, if people are afraid to say, no, I actually am. I'm kind of okay having my balance here. You know, yes, I would like to be leaner, but I think there's definitely a point where I'm at at the moment. I'm like, oh, yes, I'd like to be leaner, but I'm really enjoying the balance I have. When I when I do want to get a bit leaner, I will sacrifice a little bit more. I'll eat a little bit better. So like, you know, it's it's making that decision. If you want to lose the extra few pounds, then you have to do these things to do it. Mm. So you're kind of sabotaging yourself by thinking you want to lose them, but not doing what it takes. Yeah, and so, if you are going to make that commitment and like go for it and like you know. Um, drop your body fat to like you know as as low a place as you feel is uh, is is going to make you happy. That, but like just make make sure that you're making the right decisions well, and that like you know it's not going to in the long run make you unhappy. Like the the changes you're going to have to make to your We've lifestyle. Had a discussion with, with a client of ours, and it was like you know 
I want out who's already quite lean and they want to get leaner. It's like, okay, you want to get leaner, but that's going to mean that you're going to have to do this. And like, do you want that? And it's like, oh, not really. So it's a, it's a, then let's be okay where you're at. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with being okay where you're at. And that, what I'm saying, like, not even being lean. If you're if you're not that lean, but like, it does nothing wrong. Which if you are okay where you're at, that is okay. It's so important to understand. Don't think you have to be a certain yeah, way. It's, or it's look important a to have way. that like conversation. Well, either with us or yourself, yeah. because otherwise you're just going to keep going around in circles and just keep getting pissed off. And I think I think we all we all want to. Everyone wants to be leaner at some yeah. stage. Everyone does, but, but it's, it's again, weighing up those options. Know, like you know, wanting something and being willing to do what it takes are two completely different yeah, things. Yeah, and I think if you have that conversation with yourself, there's a lot less stress brought on because you're owning that right. I want to be leaner, but I don't really want to do that right now. So I'm going to just kind of hang around here, and and then when I do want to be, I'll change it up. Yeah, like you said, the last thing, and kind of maybe giving yourself that kind of like window. Or giving yourself that kind of uh, yeah, a few pounds. Yeah, exactly. Side, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do strongly believe that anybody can be like this. Is me just from a, a science point of view that I believe physically anybody can be whatever way they decide to be, and that's one of the frustrations. Obviously, it comes down to for me behavior. Psychology is a massive, massive part of our industry now. Which is I'm like, when did that happen? Because that's an area that we're, we're not like that versed in, but it's something we're, we're learning. On. You're doing a course on it, yeah. but it's understanding that it's from the physical side of point of view. I know and you know what someone needs to do or what we need to do uh, from training, from nutrition, from sleep, from stress, from, the, from those points of view, we know what we need to do. So it's like you can manipulate your body. Like an athlete, a GA player can be whatever way or fast they want to be as l- if you train that certain way. It's just deciding whether you're going to commit to that or not. Like, you know? Yeah, it's like, oh, I suppose what makes some people adhere to what it is that they have to do versus yeah. the ones that people that don't. And that's, that's again, the, the importance of what you want really more than anything yeah. else, isn't it? Yeah, so I think like... Movement in general, so it'll probably be something next to go to. So, like, I think a lot of people. Uh, well, actually, you know what? We done a survey one day, and neat. We asked people didn't know what neat was, yeah, and a lot of people actually know. Yeah. So, what neat is? Just look the fancy word is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. All that means is the calories that you burn outside of exercise. So, your training sessions in the gym. Okay, the calories you burn. Now, it's very important to understand the calories. Those calories we burn way more those than we do in our session. So think 24-hour period. You do a 30 or 40-minute training session, you burn a couple of hundred calories. The rest of the day matters so much. So how much are you moving, okay? So the step challenge uh, that, that people do, like so 10,000 steps, is actually tough enough for people to do. If you have an office job and you're not actively tracking your very steps. Very hard to hit 10,000 steps. Very though. hard. You have to actively get up and try and to do it, try and do it. So the calories you burn from your day-to-day from moving. So we're just talking one 24-hour period here, okay? You've trained for 30, 40 minutes. Now, because you've trained so hard, then you're absolutely wrecked. So you've done a class and you, you're like, oh, I've done my class now, I'm not going to barely move for the, for the rest of the day. You actually burn less calories in that 24-hour period than you would say if you didn't train or you trained a little bit less and moved more. So you walked places more, you kind of picked things up, you, you took the stairs when you could. Those calories matter so much when it comes to our health and when it comes to trying to drop body fat because if your neat increases then your daily calorie expenditure is going to increase. So we'll focus so much on doing an extra class or doing an extra this. But if you if you do these few things of like take the stairs wherever you can. Like ask yourself, why am I not taking the stairs? Why am I deciding to get the the lift or the elevator? Like ask yourself that question. And take take the stairs. It's about picking something up and bringing bringing it to another place rather than trying to find a shortcut or grabbing like filling your hands up with like as much as you can. Mm. You know if you're bringing the clothes upstairs. I don't know this morning. Uh, bringing the clothes upstairs instead of making two trips. 
Do you get me? So you're trying, you're trying to save, save energy. A classic with the shopping bags. Oh, huge, <laughs> yeah, especially, especially for the lads. It's like, I'm going to take them all in. take yeah. more than one trip. Yeah. Farmers yeah. walk in with the shopping bags. <laughs> but like literally, it is a case of trying to expend as much energy as you can because you're killing yourself in the gym. Mm. And then you're, you're kind of not even aware of these things. I think the big opener there for uh, people is that we burn a lot less calories through planned exercise then true neat yeah. whereas like everyone puts the focus on the calories we burn through exercise but like in reality that's only a small percentage versus the amount of calories we burn through non-exercise yeah. and it's important to note that like the what we can control is actually the conscious and the unconscious of of neat so the the unconscious is like so people say neat is fidgeting and how much you kind of fidget during the day and all those things you don't necessarily have much control over that so you kind of want to just forget about that, try and control that. What you do have control of is you deciding to stand or you deciding to walk or take the stairs or you deciding to... But like, how many people listen to this park as close as possible to the shopping centre or to, to Duns or whatever because... Yeah, it, was, it was actually outside Matt and Point only last week and there was people sitting in their car uh, just outside waiting for a spot to become free when there was literally a couple of hundred spaces, maybe 300 <laughs> metres on the road. But this is what Just we couldn't do. couldn't believe it. This is what we do. So it's it's important to understand before you start worrying about, you know, the extra training session, how much can you move? Like, you will see a massive, massive difference if you just become consciously aware of moving more. And it's, it's, it, is not, it is not eat less, move more, but moving more is definitely a massive, massive aspect of you being healthier and losing weight if you need to lose it. So and, and that's where those um, watches and Fitbits do come in really, really uh, handy and a massive positive of them is that it becomes makes people aware of their steps and of their daily activity. Yeah, so they use the watch, but if you don't have a watch, your phone Phones has a track it, as yeah. well and they we all always have our yeah, phones in our pockets yeah. as well. So it's really important to, to know that as well. Uh, yeah, so I think... We've um, tips to go through. Yeah, yeah. Like the the top tips for to take from today. Uh, really, I think it's it's important just to understand that you're exercising for the right reasons is the most important part. Really, like, that, that's a, that's a, the huge point that we want to get through. So, exercise to get stronger, to build muscle, to increase your uh, bone density, to relieve stress, to like you know, um, uh, aid towards your like positive mindset. But don't use exercise as a form of weight loss. Yeah, it's it has it has endless benefits, but just don't use it as one of those. Yeah, you, your nutrition it, is the factor. Suppose, like what we see is most people get into exercise for the weight loss part. Yeah, whereas it's probably you know like in our opinion, and this is coming from a gym. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of way da- way down the list because again, you're not going to lose weight or drop body fat if you're if you're not in a calorie deficit. Yeah, cool. So Keen's going to talk through some tips. Yeah, so first one, start moving more. Yeah, just um, work, yeah. Like if if yeah, it's just one we just finished on. Like if you're in an office job, you're sitting down all day. Just make yourself conscious. Like set an alarm on your phone to go off every hour. Or so just get up, move around for five minutes. You're going to feel better, clear your head, and you're going to get your steps up. Yeah. Um, which brings us on to the next one: track your steps. Uh, so that's important it's, like it's you know just, it's just like if you don't have a Fitbit or whatever just use your phone because it just makes you consciously aware of, of what you're doing if you are if you get home and you realise you've only done 2 or 3 thousand steps today get out for a walk yeah. like, while know. people massively underestimate how much they consume they overestimate how much they actually um, expend like, yeah, yeah, exactly, or how active they are yeah. so like by by tracking your steps whether again it's like you know watch, phone, whatever it just make makes you become more aware and just increase it a little bit yeah. uh, so third one do what you enjoy not what you endure yeah. 
Yeah. So we spoke on that one. That comes down to the type of exercise. So people won't take up exercise or training because they think they, you know, they've done something and they hate it. Or they went to a gym, hated the gym. So exercise is not for them. There are so many variables of exercise. Okay, so exercise. For, like for your health, okay, it's really, really important that you exercise two to three times a week, okay. Figuring out what that is for you, go around to different places and see. You did, like not everything is the same. So if you went to one gym and you hated it, gym's not for you. Maybe try a bit of personal training. You went to maybe find a bad personal trainer. If you kind of went out running, you absolutely hated running. You got into running. Try cycling. Try going for a swim. Any form of exercise will, will do, but it's just important that you find something just because it didn't work for you once doesn't mean... Yeah, don't let one bad experience yeah. turn you off uh, forever. Give, ATP give it Fitness go. has really good uh, personal training. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Ed. Uh, so train or exercise for the right reasons. So that's that's kind of what we've done um, a while ago. So making sure that you're, you're, you're training for the right reasons and not um, as, a, as a tool for... I think tool, we have to know uh, we spoke with it. People that come into ATP Fitness is to lose weight. So they think, I have to lose weight, so I'm going to join this gym because they associate the exercise with the weight loss. Look, it does it, it does play its part. It, it is a big tool. More often than not, it's going back to the mindset thing. I suppose because they're now exercising, you know, they're more mindful of, of, their, of their, food, their food. And then they get nutrition going with it and stuff. So it's just important to note that it is for the right reasons of all the other ones, better the, the, that big weight loss tool. Um... Number five, keep challenging yourself, mix it up. So this is going back again to the, the progressive overload and um, hopefully having a better understanding of that. So if you're doing the exact same thing week in, week out, your body adapts quite quickly to that. So like, you know, the, like your return. Six, eight weeks, I think, like, you know, if you're doing, like say, the exact same thing. So you can do loads of small little variables. If you're doing the same thing for six, eight weeks, the calories you burnt in those first couple of weeks compared to the calories. So like spinning is a huge one to go off. Like, so people do spinning classes, spinning but if you're going on the same gear at the same intensity for six eight weeks that adaptive process has happened okay so you're burning way less calories your body doesn't need as much energy because it's used to it it's resistance training it's like if you're doing the same weights you'll notice when we training atp that it's nearly always different sessions there's never exact same session realistically we always going to change up and that makes the body have to force it as well because if you're in the gym and you're doing the same program for the last six eight months you need to look at changing up the program as well because your body you have to keep challenging your body i said it's amazing but it's all it also sucks because you have to keep challenging and changing you can't just do to keep doing the same thing and expecting the result to happen yeah. but again like if you enjoy spinning go spinning yeah so just making sure that you're doing it for the right reasons yeah exactly go like i think like going hard or changing the gears you know taking less breaks there, there are options you can look at as well you know yeah. Um, number six, stop thinking you can spot reduce. So again, going back to what Ian was talking about, you you can't directly just target one area of your body and reduce the body fat from it. So whether it's your tummy, uh, bum, uh, bingo wings, you can't just expect to reduce body fat from one single area. When your body fat drops, you're going to have um, a drop from your entire body, but you can't control where it's coming off. Yeah. Uh, number seven, you can't train a bad diet. So a huge one. Um, People want to escape that, I think, a lot. And, and we're sorry, but like, you can't. It's they a, they like, just want to ignore it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like until until you become aware of, I think you know from our last podcast on nutrition, that that's the main factor like because you you've you've a lot more i wouldn't say control would be the wrong word because people kind of you know behavioral and psycho- psychology you know maybe might, don't, don't have much control maybe sometimes of what they eat but when in regards knowing of how much that's probably the most thing you've control over you know how much you're eating but you don't really know how much has been expended so like controlling that instead of going i'm going to do an extra two sessions because of this reason that i'm going to you know 
be do the dog on the food. Like, and don't think that you have to punish yourself the following week with training sessions, which you'd see that people would do. Like, I'm going to train six times this week because I had a bad weekend. That's yeah. associating bad, like you know, this badness of having a good weekend. You know, you just need to get back on track. Just get back on track. That's yeah, it. Just, um, just on, on on that point, like a client there just uh, only recently who knows all this stuff, like you know, we've, we've been through it multiple times about yet, uh, and told me that she's now doing four or five classes a week. It's like, okay, why, why, why are you doing five <laughs> classes a week? Um, the response was to, to burn more fat. So again, going back to the point we were making earlier, like you, you can train seven days a week, you can do seven classes a week, you can do 10 classes a week. If you're not in a calorie deficit, you're not going to yeah. drop body fat. Simple as that. I'm sorry, no, it can't, it can't be. That's the principle. It can't, it can't be dismayed any, any other way. And and one thing that you touched on there about increasing classes to, if you go training, I'm all for like training as much as you can. If, if you look at how much we train, I do like, you know, three spinning classes a week. I do three or four weight training sessions. That's quite a lot of training. Anyway. But I can maintain that for the foreseeable anyway, you know. But people will take on exercise and they might go six times a week and just go flat to the mat training but not address their, their food, okay? Mm. Yes, if your food stays the same as it is now, you've done no training. Now you're training six times a week and your food stays the same. You're going to lose weight because you're going to be in a, in a deficit because out, of the training. output is so much higher. No. Can you train that hard and that intensity six times a week for the foreseeable future? The answer is probably going to be no. So if you can't do that, as soon as you go to six times a week to three times a week, or twice a week, or unless you fall off altogether, you haven't addressed your food situation, haven't even looked at it, uh, then you go back, you're still eating the same food, expenditure has that that's going out has now dropped, your weight's going to come back on. And that's what people do, they'll go hell for leather without addressing the food all the time. So instead of using that phase of being highly motivated to train flat out six days a week, use it to like build some habits. Yeah. So train three or four days a week, and then use, like again, when you're motivated, to maybe educate yourself more on the nutrition side of things. Like, do you see yourself doing this for the next twenty years? Ten years, even to go yeah. ten years. The you, next sh- ten you, years. Should, you should be able to wake up and ask yourself, can I can I do this? Yeah. To know long term, and yeah. if the answer is no, then you have to address it. We'd often change up a training just when we get even from boredom. You know, if we're training a certain way, it's just like. If you, if you lose the guile to train, which has happened a few times, you know, I might skip a session because I'm like, oh, I'm kind of bored of that session. Then I'll change session like we've done recently and I'm like, 30, 40 minutes, getting the session done, kind of buzzing after the session, it's really good. Like that's It's because we changed something because I was getting bored. So if you're finding something that you dislike or don't enjoy, change it. Yeah. It's like if you go back to when we were powerlifting, like, you know, training an hour and a half, two yeah. hours, like, that's not sustainable. Not at all. Like I'm breaking <laughs> my body. Like, but like, you know, 30, 40 minutes, now I'm really enjoying the sessions, yeah. you know, so it's important. Uh, which brings us nicely on to the next one. Uh, train as if you're going to do it for the rest of your life. Yeah. And that's, looking at the 60, look, 60 year olds, 70 year olds that are training with us, they're amazing, amazing people. Um, they're deciding to get up and come to the gym a couple of times a week because yeah, just, just as easily stay at home yeah. and do nothing like yeah. there's, there's enough people doing that but even at if you're 20 years of age if you're a teenager uh, I don't think we've touched on that before that if you're a teenager you're not say you're not into sports then you probably need to look at jo- regular exercise joining a gym that kind of thing but again making sure you're doing it for the right reasons don't do what everyone else is doing find something you enjoy and, and doing that if you enjoy going out running as a teenager do that but if you're in your mid-20s 30s the exercise you enjoy can I do it like people over like, the Two or three times a week is loads training, loads for your health. You know, if you're looking at your nutrition as your calorie tool, then two or three times a week training consistently, you can, you can probably do that for the rest of your life. Yeah, no, maybe you might go through phases where you increase that, but yeah. like long, long term, two yeah. or three times. Because if, if if you give yourself the goal of five times a week, what happens is when you start missing, when you miss that fifth session, 
Like I missed the fifth one. And the following week, like you, you missed two sessions, so you only got three in. You start feeling bad because you've only trained three times. Because of the neg- negative then, mindset. Then you end up then, yeah. not training because and that's a, that's a negative loop that we create. So it's important to give yourself that little. I always say start small, small input two times a week, and then if you can go three bonus, you know that's what people gonna come in to me and say sign up. Ian, we're gonna do. I want to do five sessions a week. It's like hold on, let's do two, do two every week. If you want to do an extra one, we're gonna call it a bonus session. As a general rule, make it easy. Yeah. If you make it easy, you've much more chance of adhering to it yeah. and sustaining it and creating habit. Uh, number nine, don't eat back the calories. So again, a lot of people guilty of uh, doing a training session, looking at their watch, telling them they burned 400 calories when they didn't, uh, punching it into um, fitness ball and then just eating it back in again. If, if you train four times a week, and the food you're eating right now, if you're training four times a week and you've been inputting your calories for those four times, if you just take out those calories, don't input those back in, you'll probably lose weight. You know, it'll be that simple. You don't have to change much. So it's going to be just understanding that there, yes, you are burning calories when you train, but it's going to be a small amount uh, and don't use that as, as an excuse to have the extra bar of chocolate or whatever. Uh, and number 10, last one, doing something is always better than doing nothing. So really imp- important point to make here. So if even if it's like five minutes, two minutes, of something that you're not currently doing that is a million times better than not doing anything at all yeah like if you do something a little bit every single day versus not at all because it's only a little bit like think think about that so every single day if you're doing five minutes something or even three times a week you're doing five minutes you add that up over over a month over a year over five years that's a huge huge amount so yeah. thinking that longer term mentality again of can I do this a little that, bit more? Five minutes by four or five times a week versus not doing anything at all is going to be Makes massive. Makes a huge difference. Yeah. Like. I've started doing like uh, mobility work recently, something I used to be absolutely allergic to before. Just make the excuse after training, I'm too tired or just couldn't be bothered. Whereas now it started off maybe a few months ago doing two minutes every day. Now I'm doing, just that became easy. And now I can do five or six minutes every day. But again, like, you know, doing five minutes of it is... I'm seeing the benefits he can clasp his hands behind his back <laughs> unbelievable I can't do it uh, making it really, progress it really yeah. is that it's like same with J players in between sets and stuff I'm, like, get them to do like something. if you're a J player do something do a mobility exercise for a minute or two in between your sets like, yeah. so instead of you sitting down resting on your phone do do something if you're if you're so keen to do some core work do core work in between your sets like yeah, that kind of stuff exactly. yeah. so like the main thing that we want uh, people to, coming away from this is just like you know get them moving more uh, bec- becoming more conscious of exercise uh, and how important it is but then exercising for the, the right reasons as well we want you to move as much as you can and and be conscious consciously aware of your movements from uh, as soon as this is a podcast from this moment forward can I move more can, can I can I do something can I take the stairs a bit more can I park further away these all matter understanding that exercise has massive massive benefits but try not to use it as your tool for fat loss and try and understand that the type of exercise depending on your goal doesn't necessarily matter if your goal is to be a runner then you have to go running obviously if your goal is to to tone up then resistance training is going to be a big benefit if you want to increase your bone density if you're older and then resistance training is going to play a big part it's always like resistance training versus cardio training it needs to be the resistance training and cardio training, in my opinion. Yeah, and and find something that you enjoy doing. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, like, like, and if you're if if you're not doing any exercise at all, like you know, you need to think about like you know what what's your excuse for not exercising. We have clients who have cancer; they're training. We have clients in their seventies; they're they're training hard. We have clients with three kids and full time jobs; they're training. Uh, we have loads of clients with injuries; they're choosing to train and work around those injuries. So, like you know, you really need to kind of like get get your mindset right. Uh, like 
because like I suppose the way I approach training is like I get to train as opposed to I have to train yeah it's that, so, gratitude, that gratitude is, yeah. is a big thing if you take that that attitude you're going to see a, a big difference and understanding that you don't have to want to lose weight to have to train like you, you, you shouldn't be because I want to lose weight I'm going to start training it should just be I want to be a little bit healthier I want to will feel better both physically and mentally from, from training you know so it's important to understand the right reasons but but if you're not training right now one one day a week is better than doing nothing exactly you know so I think that's it from us uh, we're really excited with this podcast I think it's just uh, we hope it went well uh, and any feedback or questions you might have uh, we'd love to hear them we hope you understand a little bit more about training training principles and the benefits of training in our competition don't forget if you made it this far to share uh, our podcast uh, and just tag at ATP Fitness Cork and you'll be the chance of winning our recipe book and our weekend survival guide uh, our next podcast in a couple of weeks time is uh, Keen's dashing off on, on, on a break so it's going to be myself and uh, Alan Murphy who are going to be speaking on mental health and I'm really excited about that podcast as well so thank you for listening and we'll catch you next next time